This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Oh, shoot. Diva Whack. Yeah, there you go. Hello, and welcome to the Diva Lounge. I'm Julie Hostler and Maribel Hernandez. Oh, we're back. Our guest chef today, right out of the coconut capital of the world. If you haven't guessed, it's the Philippines. He's straight out of the Philippines. And now he has a restaurant in North Park, Bivouac. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ. Good morning, DJ. Hello. How are you? Buenos dias, DJ. Oh, buenos dias. So now tell me, DJ, real name? Danilo Barbosa oh, Tamalin the Jr. Ooh. <laughs> That's why I keep it to DJ. I always refer to him yeah. as DJ, but definitely want to get the full name out there. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to the show, DJ. Such a pleasure Thank having you. you here. Thank you. And uh, now you've been chefing for quite some time now. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. How long? Uh, professionally, probably. I graduated in 09. I went to school in 07. So about 10 years, but I've been cooking since I was 12 with my mom's restaurant. Okay. Now, Aww. we're here in, in... In the Philippines. In the Philippines. In the Philippines, yeah. So how old were you when you moved to the States? Uh, 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, no, didn't know the language, nothing? A little bit. I mean, I went to um, a Catholic school in the Philippines, so okay. we spoke a little bit, yeah. but it was definitely a transition, and it was cool because I went to Hawaii first, which is like 50% Filipino, so the transition was oh. easier than oh. going straight to the mainland. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, so you came to the States when you were 16. Yes. Now, did you jump right into the kitchen? Uh, yes and no. So when I left the Philippines, I graduated high school when I was 16 because there's no middle school in the Philippines. Oh. You go straight from sixth grade to first year of high school. Mm-hmm. And so you graduate 16, you get a bachelor's by 20, and there's no associates in the Philippines either. You go straight to bachelor's. And mm-hmm. so when I went to Hawaii at 16, they told me I can study for the SAT so I can go to college mm-hmm. or I can be with like the people on my age at 16 and go back to um, junior like in high school. And so that's what I did. I went to Hawaii for my junior year. And then um, when I wanted to look for a job, the first job I found was kitchen. Yeah. Ah. So even in the Philippines, I was cooking. And then when I got to Hawaii, I was cooking. And then you were cooking. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to San Diego, what was your first, where was the first place you worked at? Uh, top of the market. Oh, yeah. oh, right to the top. Yeah. Nice. I, I, li- I literally walked. I got to San Diego and two days later, I knocked on their door and they gave me an apron. It was like, yeah, we need help. Get cooking. <laughs> yeah. And I started cooking. Cook? What year was that? Uh, t- 2012. Good for you. Yeah. Oh they just needed help. I mean, they do like thousands of covers there. So it's no, a busy, busy, busy And restaurant. then from there on, you just kind of moved up? Yeah. Up. So when I, after top of the market, I knew... I've had experience already running a kitchen, so I started looking for management positions, and I found Whisk and Ladle, which is, you know, I've always targeted, like, which place I want to go, and Whisk and Ladle was, you know, one of the top of my list, and mm-hmm. when I got the opportunity, I just Was it, it the, what was it about it, the farm-to-table, was Everything. it the I mean, local produce, yeah. what? It's a great uh, restaurant. It's a great restaurant. I mean, the training, the technique, the background. The chef. The chef, um, what they believe in, I think... For me, the most important thing is philosophy in the kitchen. You know, recipes, you can get them anywhere now. You can Google something. You can buy books. But it's always the philosophy, which one of their biggest things is what you put in the pot is what you get out of the pot. So if you use great ingredients, it's so hard to mess that up. Mm-hmm. You know, all you really have to do is respect ingredients and you'll get great product. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Respect. Now, how much of your Filipino background, influence, culture are you able to bring now to the plate now at, at your location? 
at Bivouac, I mean, so when I started cooking, I went to um, a classical French school. And mm-hmm. I've always dreamt about cooking with Michelin star people, cooking with James Beard Award winning people. And I kind of pursue that path. So when I graduated school, I worked for my chef mentor, Jason Hippen at Jason Third. And he came from Michelin star background. We ran this tiny 70-seater restaurant that really propelled, you know, the culinary scene in South Jersey. And after four years of working there, he literally kicked me out. He said, go check out the rest of the country. You know, you've been here. You started as a line cook and now you're a chef de cuisine. And at that time, I was only like 22, 23. And he was like, go go out there. So I traveled for about four years. I ended up working in Philadelphia for the Ritz-Carlton under Eric Repair. And then I trained at Bernardin. Um, so young. Yeah, and then I went to Vault <laughs> in Maryland, and then I went to La Conda Verde in New York, and then went to San Francisco for Qua, and then I just I just try to get as much knowledge as I can working for free, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the you that, know, that was the, the experience, yeah, right? Is working for free. So um, yeah, after that, I just you know did my thing here in San Diego, and then when I got an opportunity to write my menu, uh-huh. um, that's when I started um, exploring. Um, Philippine cuisine. More. Yes, because yeah. we were there for the preview, the menu preview, mm-hmm. and you had that dessert with that ube, yeah. that panna cotta that yeah. was delicious. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Still talking about it, yeah. and it, oh, it yeah. definitely it so very good. much influenced by your yeah. culture. Definitely. Now, how do how does San Diego? Uh, how do they take it? Have you? Do you have trouble having San Diego diners no, that get so the the Filipino cuisine? I think, I think everything in cooking. Um, I think it's timing. And the last couple of years have been perfect for a lot of chefs like me to really venture out and start doing Filipino food. Um, San Diego's second largest Filipino community. Big you population. Know, big Claremont. population. They're in Claremont. Everywhere. <laughs> they're in Miramar. They're in Mira Mesa. They're in National City. Yeah. They're in Chul. They're everywhere. Um, but it's the way you present it. You know, they're so used to um, restaurants that are almost buffet style, cafeteria style. Mm. And for me to introduce it in the different way where i have my classical french background and still respecting the traditions of the dishes and the way you word things on the menu i think there's a different ways to introduce filipino mm-hmm. food to both people who know filipino food and people who haven't had filipino because it's food. a mixture of of chinese oh, yeah. i was reading right there's yeah. a mixture yeah. of chinese malaysian yeah. there's yeah. all these spanish yeah and there's regional filipino cooking too there's Philippines is an archipelago with 7,107 islands with all different style of adobo, all different style of yeah, pancit, all different style of whatever cuisine it is or wow. dish it is. Oh, so, my. Yeah. Wow. It's a whole, like, there's so much to explore. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to know that if we go there, we could have a little taste oh, yeah. of the Philippines. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so now you also have this really, really cool dinner series, and which we have a very special guest with us today, the Rising Star Dinner Series. Yeah. So welcome. Jack. First of all, we want to say, Chef, thank you, Jack Monaco, for being with us. Well, thanks for having me. Hi, Jack. Oh. How are you doing? Good morning. So tell us a little bit about this dinner series. Yeah. Where did that idea come from, the inspiration? How did it all come about? Yeah, so, you know, um, for me, it's all about how do I add to the beautiful, vibrant scene of San Diego, you know? And thinking about that, I thought about, like, what my experiences has been. And for me, one of the biggest joys I've had was the opportunity to write my own menu, to run my own kitchen, to be able to 
express myself through food. And that's what I want everybody to feel. You know, everybody have to wait their turn. And sometimes that takes longer than you planned. And so this event or dinner series allows young chefs to be able to at least get their feet wet when it comes to writing menu and hosting their own event. And it's not easy because, one, you have to promote events because there's so many things going on in San Diego all the time. Correct. Second thing is, will your owners support your idea and using their money to be able to buy products for you to experiment? And then the other thing is location, you know? So, and that's what I wanted to provide everybody. So I want them to be able to feel comfortable with the guidance of myself and another chef mentor that has been doing this for over 10 years to be able to help them write a menu that they would be proud of to buy them the products. And that's what I'm doing is I buy everybody's products so they don't have to worry about where to get products and stuff like that and have a restaurant for them to host the dinner. Oh, Mm. that's so so nice. Okay. So this time around, uh, the dinner is going to be on October, what is it, 20, 29th, the 29th. 29th. Mm-hmm. So Jack is going to be the mentor. Yes. And the chef is Lauren Waite. Mm-hmm. He's the chef. And then Spencer D- Dattelman, he is the... Sp- Spencer Spencer Dahlman. Dahlman, it's, it's okay. A, it's a she. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I mean, matter of fact, I think she's going to be oh, here and, and really? watching us. Uh, oh, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, met her. <laughs> I met her because she went to the last dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and that's, now, is that's she how I wanted as to well? be. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's how I want it to be. I want it to be organic. I want people who wants to do this to come out and eat and try and see what we're doing. And most of them do. Most of them come out and eat and check out what we're doing and see what other people are doing. And it's it's a beautiful thing when you see people really get affected. You know what I mean? Like this means so much to them to have an opportunity to, to express themselves because you know, when you when you go into cooking, it's all about passion. You don't go into cooking thinking you're going to be a millionaire. You go in there because you have a passion to do it. And for them to be able to express themselves is is amazing. And they, they'll take this experience for the rest of their life because having a mentor for me was a huge deal. And it's still all the lessons that I've learned from my mentors I still carry over. And I want them to have that feeling to be able to share it to their the next generation. And they can have this beautiful cycle instead of a vicious cycle. You know, in the kitchen. So now let's talk to the passion. Let's talk to the mentor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, you know, when I, I first met DJ um, through a few dinners that he, he did at different restaurants, and I was totally uh, taken by the way he inserted the Filipino taste into the menu without pushing it into your face. Mm. And it really introduced me to, to some tastes and things that I that I really loved. And then when I saw that he was doing this Rising Star Dinner Series, I, I um, well, you know, I'm kind of semi-retired. And it's always been one of the things that I like to do in my career in the past was to help support chef, younger, uh, the next generation of chefs coming up. And I'm still I'm meeting with people like uh, DJ and other chefs around town and you know, letting them pick my brain, so to speak. And if there's a little bit of wisdom left uh, for them to find. And so when he, I saw that he was doing these rising star dinners, I said to him immediately, well, of course, I've been to all of them <laughs> as, a, as a patron. Yes, sure. And this is our fourth one. He's been to all three of them. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the idea just appealed to me. And I said, well, I got to support this. And I said to him, you know, at some point, I'm, I may be, my star may be on the wane, but... Uh, <laughs> I would love to do a mentor. And he said, oh, sure, do it. So um, I love chose 
a couple of people that I really like. Um, uh-huh. Lauren, Lauren Waite is obviously David's brother. Right. I was going to ask you, they're yeah. related? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's a brother. And, and you find him behind the sushi bar at uh, Wrench and Roden. In Oceanside. And, in Oceanside. And also um, next door at the noodle, noodle shop. Um, he's terrific. He's got a lot of skills. Um, he's in the shadow of his brother. And I thought he, he may actually already be heading way up as a star. But I thought it would be a really good idea to give him a chance to step forward and be responsible for uh, uh, planning a menu. Uh-huh. And then the other uh, chef that I chose, because there are two, they work in combination. They, they help each other and they work together. And, the, and I like the idea. Uh, so I um, asked um, Spencer. Spencer Dahlman works for um, Chef Garl Strong at Garden Kitchen. Okay. And she's very talented and young. And, and I think she's going to go a long way. Nice. Um, and when I first spoke with DJ about this, he said, my idea is to take people that, that have talents and then match them with people that have opposite talents and then have them work in each other's fields so mm. that they're challenged, so that they're doing more than what they're used to doing and what they're comfortable doing. So take them a little bit out of their comfort zone uh-huh. and also give them the opportunity to plan a menu. Oh. And I just the idea of it just really appealed to me. So I said, hey, I'll, I'll be, love to be a mentor. And I think that uh, my idea for this one, obviously, I have an, a sort of an Italian background, and, mm-hmm. and although I've been in my career, it goes back so far. It, 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 <laughs> How far? No, no, no. Uh, over fifty years. Oh my yeah. god! Um, yeah. So definitely the title mentor. Yeah, and that's and that's the beautiful things to yes. be able to network. You know, with chefs like Jack. Guy. I mean, we had James Montejano. We have a lot of great mentors that. Came over already. This is our fourth installment and being mm. able to connect them with younger chef. And Absolutely. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle who has experience but not having done it all. But at the same time, I have an opportunity, you know, um, with our restaurant to be able to host this event. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, how much of the menu? So the menu is theirs. You just kind of help out or um, you guys I, I all actually, work together? I actually have the menu here. Yes. No, nobody knows what's on the menu now. So Ooh. maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit of a preview. Yeah. Oh, but, I love oh it. yes. Get a little taste. So my, my, <laughs> my idea was to let them plan the menu. Uh-huh. But I wanted to plant some seeds for, uh-huh. for ideas. And I wanted to take um, traditional Italian and turn it on its head, you know, uh, and – Let's take, you know, since both of these chefs were, were, weren't even born when I was <laughs> cooking these things, I said, you know, I love it. Let's, let's take what you're doing today, some of the new techniques and things, and let's take some of these old Italian recipes and do it. So I only have one item on the menu that was a brainstorm that I had that I woke up in the middle of the night like other chefs do and <laughs> yep. made notes. Uh-huh. And um, so one of the courses is going to be um, – and a, ta- a take on an Italian wedding soup. It's a classic thing that all Italian Americans have at any event, birthday party, christening, whatever, mm-hmm. which is basically a, uh, a, a, a a form of soup with little tiny meatballs, uh, spinach, and like almost like an egg drop, mm. you know, kind of a thing. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna transform it, and it's gonna be uh, Italian wedding soup meets uh, um, ramen. Oh, kind of yeah. Now, the with, whole their, idea- with the flavors that they're oh, yeah. familiar yeah. with. Right. Oh, and so, um, yeah, we yeah. went over the menu and it looks super cool. Yeah. The idea- we'll, we'll save some for surprise. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you all of it. But, <laughs> but, but I just thought the idea was. Um, so I, I sort of told them that idea, and I said, okay, now you guys go with it. And the menu that they've come up with, there's going to be eight courses. Wow. I was reading on there six. There's actually going to be. Yeah. Eight. There's a few surprises. There's surprises. Yeah. Oh, oh there's surprises. Say. Yeah. They said six. It's eight. Uh, uh, yeah. There'll be eight, and plus there'll be as usual. Um, uh, but the thing that's going to be nice about this one, and I think maybe even more than the others, is that uh, Chef DJ and I sat down and talked about the menu a little bit, and we're going to make it a little more interactive for the people yeah. that are there at the table. So, In what way? Yeah, yeah. interactive. T- yeah. Tell, tell them. What do I get to do? Oh, come on. You can't come to the it's show and not talk to us. Yeah. Come we're on. Have, we're we have won't some tell stuff. anyone. Come on. Nobody's <laughs> Only listen- the people that nobody's are listening. Nobody's listening. Yeah. yeah. Only the people listening. You know. So basically, you know, what I'm trying to do with this dinner is to have a little more interaction and a little more surprise element to it. And so what we're trying to do is have um, a couple elements of the dishes somewhere already in the restaurant. Oh, my And they're going to be like, oh, I thought that was decoration, but that's actually part of. You're going to have to go and grab it and add it Maybe. and put it on? <gasps> Like the coconut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, Julie, good instinct, good instinct. Yeah. You're going to drill a hole yeah. and pour it in there. There you go. Oh, my God. That is so cool. Yeah, so. Well, what a great way to I mean, to get every, every dinner we have something new because we're always improving. You uh-huh. know? And that's the whole thing is collaboration yeah. and everybody right. being comfortable right. and having people there to support your idea and to guide you. Um, one of the things that I learned from a very successful businessman is if you want to get people where you want it to be, you have to be like a buoy. You can't be the driver all the time. You oh. just have to guide people. Because if you're a driver, then everybody just waits and look at you and, you know, wait for your command. So if you're a buoy, you're just like, okay, go a little to the left, go a little to the right. Or like if you're going too much, you're just there to guide them. And that's what we're trying to do. Oh, my that's God. Great. Yeah, I love it. And now I know that it also comes with uh, a pairing, right, with yes. a drink. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that all – are you guys work with the bartender, too, and tell them how yeah. the whole menu – Yeah, so we have our cider maker and our owner, uh-huh. Matt, and we have Lara, who is also our owner. Um, we choose what we have in-house and what we can create, and obviously we want people to enjoy cider. Mm-hmm. So most of the pairings are – 50% would be cider. Okay. And we also carry a lot of great beers and a lot of great wines and a lot of great cocktails. So, mm-hmm. we'll, as the date comes closer, we'll figure out the pairing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. Talk about, are there still tickets available for the yes, dinner? Yes, there's a few more. So there's a few more. Basically, with these dinners, we want it to be intimate. Um, our restaurant is not super big anyway, so we wanted to sell 40 tickets. We're well close to 40 already, but we can oh. open up a few more seats if people are excited and the more the merrier. Okay, and where can they go to purchase the tickets? Uh, they can go to our Instagram at Bivouac Cider. Okay, and there's there's a new feature in Instagram where you can sell tickets now. Wow, did I didn't you know, know that? that? How I did we did not know? Yeah, that. there's there's a there's a new feature that okay. you can literally click and you're oh. buying a ticket. So you people can go yeah. on purchase the Just tickets. Go to Instagram. You can buy a ticket within five seconds. Oh my god, that yeah. is so. What, awesome. Your Instagram address, which one? Uh, Bivouac Cider. Okay. On Instagram, yeah. And for those that don't know where the restaurant is located, it's in? It's in North Park, 30th between University and Lincoln. All right. So pretty central, easy to get to. Mm -hmm. Uber your way over there. Oh, yeah. Definitely Uber. (laughs) And get a chance to try this very special uh, menu and, of course, get a chance to meet... uh, Jack. Chef Jack, who's been doing this for fifty years, for a long, I mean, he was there when they uh, created risotto. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but it's just so. He was there for the first Italian I, wedding. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta tell you though. I mean, but for him to still, you know, feel motivated oh, yeah. now and and inspired by the young generations and and what he has to bring to the table, and I think that's what that's what's so great about these dinners. It's yeah. the the old and the new coming together and just creating something really unique. Yeah. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Good no. job, Jack. <laughs> I love it. Anything else? Any anything else you want to add on? Anything else about the dinner? Invite everyone. Yeah, uh, you know, just want to invite everybody. We're super excited about this upcoming Rising Star dinner, and if there's people out there that wants to do it, oh you yes. know, and that's also the big thing is mm. let's keep it going. You know, when I first uh, posted this on Facebook, there was literally about twenty accomplished chefs that says I want to do it, and there was about twenty to thirty young chefs that wanted to do it. So let's just keep the list going and let's have, you know, a rising star dinner part 20. Oh you my know? God. We're on fourth now and yeah. you know, we're figuring out and trying to put together the fifth, you know, and that's what I want to do. I want to keep going and there's no timetable. We just want to keep rolling and keep, uh, motivating everybody and inspiring everybody yeah, nice. but you do them once a month or how often are you um, doing it? It depends. It depends. I mean, I think this idea happened about, six or seven months ago and when our fourth um maybe we'll skip like christmas season just because sure. it's gonna the holiday be hectic, season, there's gonna yeah. be hectic yeah. and yeah. we'll probably skip like restaurant week season or valentine so you know it just depends on everybody's schedule mm. you of know course. we're not trying to force anything and that's what i said is well, i want it to be organic organic you, you, know? you said that yeah. you wanted to just go with the full mm-hmm. and you want people to want to do it because that's when that's when it's really something special when people can reach out to you and they can see what you're doing had to ask anybody to do this wow everybody had contacted me and even after like the third dinner there was like three or four chefs that said like Hey, I want to do this. I was like, perfect. What now, the divas? Can yeah. the divas oh, do God, it? No. Oh, God, yeah. no. No. Let's do no. it. Come on. <laughs> you cook Mexican and I'll cook Italian. No. There you go. <laughs> I got we'll a killer have, chicken we'll, parmesan. Hey, we'll have Jack as our mentor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's back on popular demand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll go in the kitchen and practice. Oh, shoot. Yeah, right. for the you invite. Got you got okay. it. You got it. Hey, no, I, I forgot what I was going to say, oh, Julie. Go ahead. No, I forgot what I was going to say. Let's let's. Jack, anything yeah. else you want to add on? No, I just think this is a great series, and <clears throat> I hope that it, it, it will live. And I'm, I would like to see more people come out of the woodwork and and get involved. And I also like to do a shout out to to the owners at mm-hmm. Bivouac Cider Works because I think it's just great. I mean, mm-hmm. that they donate the restaurant space and let us come in the kitchen and work there. It's it's truly a, a, a unique situation to see owners step up like that. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. for being here. And now Julie oh. has a couple questions. She was dying to oh. find Can't, out. Oh, 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 oh. Without just a few questions. <laughs> want to see how Filipino fun... you really are. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, check my Filipino-ness. Yeah, she... a couple? Well, that's a, a question. Okay, let's see. What part of the pig is seasick from? The head, the shoulder, the feet, or none of them? It's actually from a cat. It's the head. It's the head. So it's our kind of it's kind okay. of a version of a head cheese. Start you off easy. Yeah. Um, lechon, a Filipino meat dish, pork dish. Yeah, that was the. You know, I thought it was a rat dish, but you got it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. And now somebody told me the other day. Yeah, that yeah. Lechon we, was we, not just pork. We learned what? something new the other right. day. So, oh, oh okay. So, Information everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So I posted something about a whole lamb. And then a friend of mine, Felipe, 
said like, hey, that's awesome. Let's join. And then somebody commented. It was like, I thought Lechon was a pig. And then he explained that the history of the name is leche, which means young animal drinking milk. So anything can be lechon if they're young enough that still drinks milk. So leche, lechon. So look at that. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was from Newsweek. Filipino people are known for their hospitality, their strong family ties, their generosity, and their dance moves. Oh my God. You have dance, you dance? Do I have dance moves? I did lost my dance battle with Zach when (laughs) we put together a dance battle event. We were like, yeah. Yeah. Can we get some of that interaction at the dinner? Yeah. (laughs) So me and Zach, uh, uh, the chef from Fishbit, uh-huh. we were like, let's do an event that's so unique that nobody has ever thought of. And we were like, let's do a dance battle. I was like, what are we doing dance battle? So let's put together a menu that are all dance move related and then we'll create a food. So oh we were my. like salsa or electric slides. We were like sliders or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But then in between, he was like, let's literally dance. And I was like, hey, I was like, that- <laughs> he won the dance. I won the food battle. All is good in the world. I love that. He now, came in ready, though. He had dance lessons. He oh, had dude. costumes. It what? was amazing. We need yeah. to see a clip yeah. of that. Okay. Now, you told we'll me you dance have battle more than two. one pet peeve. Can you yes. just tell me one? What's your What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, Doll knives. Oh, doll knives. Yeah. I mean, in the kitchen, like, you can't have doll knives. And I think when you're working in the kitchen, you have to go 100 miles an hour and go 100%. And I think one of them is learning how to sharpen your knife, mm, you know, and okay. I think that's one of the art form that a lot of young chefs, even, you know, chefs that have been cooking for a while doesn't know how to sharpen their knives. <gasps> and I think that's a skill that they need to learn. And having a sharp knife in the kitchen is very important. What about Jack? Jack. Peeve, it's very similar. Don't ask to borrow my knives. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're obsessed with the knives. I knew it. Yeah. Don't, I, also you, you hear that? I also have 35 bleeding Julie, spoons. if we do that, we need to bring our own. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some new ones. No, no tweezer food, please. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what about this one? Okay. You guys have a hard time talking to your friends because you always change the subject back to food. Is that true or false? Is the, uh, I think for me it's false. I mean, false. I, you, you're yeah, I like to talk about different subjects. How know. about? Oh, well, I get accused of that all the time. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. He's been yeah. doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like he loves yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any excessive kitchen habits? Kitchen people are known to be drinking a bunch of coffee, smoking, drinking, gambling, Red Bull. <laughs> I swearing. drink a lot of coffee. Do you swear? Jack, do you swear? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we're pirates. Uh, <laughs> we're land pirates. Well, I spent four years in the Navy, so I'm definitely. Oh, yeah. There you go. And then how about this one? Everybody, all the chefs always say their body aches, their feet, their hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> their back. Now it's the fingers. They say from all the texting they do. Uh, <laughs> lots of body aches. Get good shoes. Now their fingers yeah. hurt. Get good yeah. shoes. That's very oh. important. Jack? Yeah, don't wear, don't wear the uh, orange clogs. <laughs> you know. I've seen the orange clogs. The Batali. Yeah, the Batali. The Batali clogs. No, no. They hurt. They okay. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have a crazy obsession with the social media? I don't know about obsession. I mean, we were talking about this a while ago. I think it's a necessary evil uh, to necessary. be up to date and let people know what you're doing and try to get people in the restaurant because every day there's a new restaurant in San mm-hmm. Diego. I feel like they're putting more restaurants on top of restaurants in Little Italy. 
Like every two days, there's a brand new place <laughs> in Little Italy. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know where they're even putting them. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just a necessary evil these days, you know. And I think the thing about it, it's it's free. You know, it's free and advertising, when, free marketing. Yeah. When you're a restaurant like us, when it's a startup, I mean, PR costs so much money. I they do their job in getting you out there, but Facebook and Instagram is free. Mm. True. You that. Unless now, you Jack, boost it for five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Oh, well, you know, you heard my comments earlier. Yes. I'm, I'm so happy that the that the, uh, the the zenith of my career was before social media. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for me, it was waiting um, to the end of the month to see if uh, Peretz got mentioned in Gourmet Magazine this Aww. month, you know, or something like that. And uh, it was different. But I will say that the social media is a double-edged sword. I, I think that um, you can't – you cannot survive today without – Paying attention to it and and utilizing it, like DJ said, I yeah. mean, it gets you, it gets the word out to people, lets you know they're there. It also gives an opportunity for all the uh, armchair critics to come out and make comments that, yeah, they're devastatingly hurtful to people that are trying hard to make a success out of business. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I I really appreciate it when somebody actually who has been a chef or has been in the kitchen actually writes comments. So I try and post once in a while if I see something that I like because I want people to see what it is that the chef owners or the people working are trying to do and try and uh, convince people to go try that item. Go see what it is they're trying to do before you criticize, before you make comments about something that you probably haven't even been to. You haven't even tried it. Good job, Jack. Support with your dollars. Yeah. 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 This was a true or false. Every time you make a mistake, there's someone is going to notice it and bring it to your attention. True. True. Terrible. <laughs> okay. Happens. Any cooking tips for the beginners or the young chefs? Like what's your favorite cooking tip that you uh, tell people? Use your five senses. You know. Not six? No, there's five. <laughs> oh, <Bell>. shoot. <laughs> the sixth sense. Hey, I got a thick sense. I'm Too sorry. Much Twilight Zone for her. She see dead people. How about you, Jack? Sorry, I'm my, special. My tip, my tip may be a little strange, but um, Ooh, I, like I, I tell – well, I've taught a lot of cooking classes over the years, oh. and I tell people, look, it's not, it's not brain surgery. It's not rocket science. It, practice makes, makes you better at what you're doing, but when you're cooking for your friends or cooking – they don't know what it is you were trying to do. Only you know inside. And you may not be happy with what you saw on the plate, but they're going to be so happy you cooked for them that they don't know what you were making, and they're just glad to do it. So enjoy it. Do it for mm-hmm. what it is. And the next time, maybe it'll be a little bit different. Uh, my friends come to my house, and I make something for them, and then they'll come back, and I'll do the same thing. They go, but that's not what you made last time. <laughs> and I'll say, yeah, because it's never the same twice. I mean, you yeah. know, you, things change. So, so just relax. Enjoy the cooking mm-hmm. and and just keep practicing. Yeah. Just keep doing it. Love it. Yeah. DJ, anything? I mean, like, yeah. The five senses? The five senses. Sorry, oh, I got sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she said six. No, I mean, so like when you're cooking, you know, you got to use your eyes and see something that's like, okay, that looks cooked, that looks overcooked, that looks beautiful, that doesn't look good. You know, the smell, the aromas, building flavors, the taste. You can't send anything, like if you're working in a professional kitchen without tasting it. You know, we, that's the main thing. Like every time... You know, I have a new cook. One of the big things on my top 10 is taste, taste, taste your food. And if you're tired of tasting, taste some more, you know, because senses, you know, so use your five senses. I was reading this thing about Gordon Ramsay, Mm -hmm. and he said they come in. The first thing they do is they blindfold Mm -hmm. the 
and then they they um, have him eat it and taste it. And if he can't identify what he's tasting, boom, you're out. With the I mean, that's that's oh. one test. That's Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> that's one test. You know, and and you'll be surprised on how many young cooks and established chefs that still have to develop palate. And that's one of the biggest things that I learned when I was staging at Le Bernardin is tasting sauces, the viscosity, you know, watching the bubbles. And they were like, what do you mean bubbles? It's like when the bubbles pop too fast, your sauce is not ready. When it's slow, the pop, that means your viscosity is there. And there's a lot of things, you know, so – I didn't know that. Those, those, yeah. those kind of things come with years and years of experience, yeah. and also with working with the right mentor who points those things out. Exactly. I love it. So you heard it um, for any of those cooks out there that are interested yeah. in participating as rising stars. I mean, what a great opportunity yeah. to have a mentors. Well, you and of course whoever they choose yeah. in this in this yeah. you know this one time chef thing. yeah and the, Jack. I mean. To be able to get those tips, that advice, yeah. I think it, it's priceless. It's huge. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's really fun to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's also a play on words, by the way. Um, you don't have to be a rising star or you don't have to be an established name. It's a play on words because our kitchen is literally wrapped in stars at Bivouac. Aww. And Aww. so we're cooking under the stars. So that's what the whole Bivouac thing is all about. Is really? Yeah. Love so, oh, hey. As, they can yeah. feel for the stars for the night. Yeah. They're the stars for the go. night. Yeah. <laughs> no, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for today. Having us. Um, again, if people are interested in purchasing tickets, they can. Yep. You heard it. You could do it now, even on yeah. Instagram. If you click on their um, on the handle, it's uh, I Bebo Exciter at Bebo Exciter or yours. I'm sure you have a link on yours too yep. to purchase tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, your DJ underscore Tangling. Okay. And then uh, let's share Instagram handles, uh, Jack. Uh, no. No? Okay. No. Never mind. No. Uh, Mine? Okay. <laughs> Julie underscore Hostler. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, definitely get tickets for the dinner. It was such a pleasure to have you both here oh, with us. Yeah. Uh, please don't forget to follow our Specialty Produce Network account on Instagram and on Facebook. And we hope to see you there at the dinner. Julie and I will both we'll attend. Yeah. And uh, we will continue to support what you're doing in here awesome. in town, thank which you. is huge. And, of course, you know, just appreciate yeah. all the knowledge and experience that chefs like Jack yeah, have to definitely. bring we to will, the scene. Yeah. We continue to try to get in the kitchen as yeah. the next rising star. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm serious. All right, everyone. We are out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you were tuning on our Diva Lounge podcast Follow on iTunes or SoundCloud or on Facebook live at Specialty Produce Network. And we are out. Thank you, Jack. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.